Hey everybody, uh, man, last week's conversation with Pastor Brown was incredible. It was so incredible that we wanted to bring you part two of our discussion and our conversation together. And so here it is, episode number 31, part two. In your organization, you you see, you probably have staff members from all those different generations. Yeah. And, and, and you talked a little bit about um, how they bring different things to the table. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm what like explain that like what what's what's the good the bad and the ugly of the different generations in your in your context and your in your experience well i think sometimes uh younger folk have a lot of um how do i say that they have some grand ideas yeah uh and they want it to work right now you know so they want to get out of high school and go run the company Oh. You know, and you ought to know, I mean, when I show up, I'm the answer to your prayers, you know, like that. <laughs> you are, you need me in your organization, you know, but they, they have no experience, you know, like that. And, and especially those who have no respect for the older generation and the wisdom that they have, you know. Yeah, that's good. And so the, the uh, let's talk about uh, a little bit about um, things that have to do with church, mm-hmm. for instance, yep. okay? So I know some older folk who have a problem listening to the new music, you know, and I don't. It doesn't feel know, like new to me, you know, but yeah, you know, I, I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I get yeah, it, but right. I, and I, I know why, you know. <laughs> For sure, <laughs> but, obviously. But, but I love some of the new music, but I know I know that the struggle, I'll, I'll call it, and I know the um, where some of the old music comes from as well, you know. And some of that music is near and dear to my heart. I have an appreciation for both. Yeah. You know, and so. Me too. Um, but, and so you can't, um, you can't discount the older just because you're a younger person. Mm-hmm. The other thing I have to understand is that as, as the world is changing and I, I'm getting older, I'm, you know, and uh, uh, I told somebody the other day, I fell in the generation gap, you know, because I, I lost, you know, a lot of the stuff that, just coming up now, I just don't get it, you know, sure. and so, and, but that's okay, you know, I mean, that's fine. I have to, as an older person, have to uh, understand and appreciate what the my younger counterparts are bringing to the table. Yeah. And so, as my staff becomes younger in certain areas, especially uh, in the areas of audio video, you sure. know, uh, yeah. those folks, you know, I listen to what they're telling me that we should do so a presentation comes off great or something like that. And I know, first of all, that I don't have any expertise in that area. Sure. You know, secondly... Uh, even, I know zero <laughs> about any of it. Yeah. Even though... <laughs> I just know if it doesn't, doesn't work or it does work. Yeah, yeah. But, but even though it sounds strange to me, if I don't get a check in my spirit, I hired them for a reason. That's and good. so That's good. I have to, um, I, I listen to them and I, and I take their suggestions and I'll, I'll tell them, run with it, you mm-hmm. know. And over time, we learn together how to respect what each other bring to the table. So I, I, I recently, I'm starting to kind of study, we, we do internships and we do leadership development and things of like, like that. And, and one of the things that I'm looking at right now with our internship programs and leadership development is mm-hmm. practical application. Okay. I think the schools that we have, middle school, high school, colleges, a lot of great information, mm-hmm. not enough application. 
Yeah. Okay. So like you, mm-hmm. you were in, and I, and you were in the Navy, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Both and. Mm-hmm. You're, they're giving you the knowledge. They're teaching you, but man, it, if you don't get the application, yeah. What's the point? And I think so. To some degree, some of our young people, they're growing up with a crap ton of information, uh-huh. and they don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with it. You know, it's funny thing I saw. Uh, I saw the other day, and it said that back in the day, when you opened up your auto manual, it told you how to adjust the valves. Today, the auto man- the auto manual will tell you don't drink the battery fluid. <laughs> you know, so does that tell you something? You know, like that. Where'd that come from? You know. I know. But I told the- <laughs> my my wife, you know, the other day. I, I think it was, you know, need, told her she needed to change her blanker fluid. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a terrible joke. <laughs> no, but that we had those in the Navy, actually. Yeah. You know, we we had those. Yeah, relative bearing grease. Yeah. You know, things yep. like that. But um, but yeah, and and I think part of it was because the older generation. Um, there was work that we did, whether it be on the farm, around the house, or whatever, to in order to make uh, our society, you know, in order to make it, to be a part of what our society did to move. And so there was practical application in that, and there were lessons in that that we learned. And we know how to connect one idea with another idea, you know, and when we saw it over here, if we saw it in another, um, uh, uh, at another time, we knew how to make the connection. Mm-hmm. But uh, younger kids today, they don't have that opportunity. Yeah, you know, it's almost as if we want to protect them from having to work. Mm. You know, and there was value in that work. You know, and and two, I think that any society, man, I think any society, we all need to have a part in making it work. Mm-hmm. And so when you take people, even the, and even talking about homeless, when you take them and you don't want to make them work for a place to live, you just want to put them in a place to live, you know, well, where's the value in that? There you know, that. I mean, where's yeah. it? And, and I think that's disrespectful, actually. I, I agree 100%. You know, I think that is very disrespectful not to allow a person an opportunity to rise to their potential. Because what it says is that you want to keep them in check. You know, my pastor says that when someone else builds your house, they will always build it too small. Mm -hmm. You know, and when somebody else is building it, you don't have any say as to what goes into it. But when you're working for it and when you're the one that's buying it or you're the one that is uh, creating it or whatever, you can build it anywhere you want to in a free society. Yeah. You know, you can build it anywhere you want to. Yep. You know, one of the things I was thinking about as you were talking about the the younger and older is, so I'm I I feel like I'm in literally in the middle. So I'm I'm outside of millennial. I'm I'm generation. I don't even I honestly I don't even know what I am. I'm 41 years old, but I'm like right in the middle, and I I feel like I I have the tendencies of, you know, maybe both and. And so let me give you an example. When I went to seminary, and honestly. I'm not a huge fan of seminary uh-huh. and I, I I liked parts of it, uh-huh. but it missed again, going back to that educational information, not practical ap- applicable is there's a couple of things. One is great information. The Bible is fantastic. Yeah. 
but the mm-hmm. way they teach you to understand it, mm-hmm. the average person out here that I'm speaking to doesn't understand that language. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I have to take what I learned over here and and then learn how to yeah how to translate it translate it so oh, that they understand yeah. it. Mm-hmm. The second thing is is again that whole like you get a lot of information but you don't know what to do with it and maybe if it's not even the right information is so now I lead an organization a church mm-hmm. and I went to seminary and people think man that's great you went to seminary you're prepared to pastor yeah. But in seminary, I was never taught how to do a funeral. Mm-hmm. I was never taught how to come alongside a family who had just lost a loved one. Yeah, I was never taught how to do a wedding. Mm-hmm. I was never taught where to stand, what to say, what you know, how to lead that couple. I was, I was never taught how to budget for the organization. I was never yeah. taught how to run a board meeting, how to recruit board members yeah. mm-hmm. that are with you and not just because they have we talked about this a little bit, you know, before we even got the podcast started, like, you know, trying to come up with board members who don't just have influence in the community or just have a money, That's but right. they have the heart exactly for why we're doing what we're doing yeah. and the passion for God and the passion for people. And yeah. you didn't learn any of that in seminary, you yeah. know? And so I, I think to come back to that idea of like preparing our young people is, mm-hmm. is one is I, I saw the gaps in my education and, and, and when I got out into the work world, meaning what I'm doing now, I was not afraid to take the initiative to learn. Yeah. Like, man, I, I gotta learn how to do this stuff and I gotta find people who can teach me how. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and some of it, you talk about failure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I fell on my face. Yeah. And sometimes doing mm-hmm. a funeral or doing a wedding because I just, I didn't know. Yeah. I tell people, you know, when we're doing weddings, you know, the, the bride always wants everything perfect. Yeah. You know, and invariably there's something's going to go wrong, you know. And mm-hmm. so I always tell them, I said, you know, I said, you can plan it as, as best as you can. I said, but I want you to look at the things that go wrong as the things that's going to create that memory for you. That you'll laugh about. You'll look back and you'll say, boy, remember the time when, you know, like that. And uh, and I've seen some great things come out of that that give them an opportunity to look back and to laugh at some things. Yeah. You know, talking about seminary, I took seminary, I took some seminary, and it was like, uh, I don't, I don't want somebody to teach me how to think. Sure. You know, so so show me what scripture says and in what context it says it, but don't tell me how to translate that. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what the Holy Spirit is for me. Yeah. You know, for sure. And in all of this, um, as I was saying earlier uh, about me coming in to be an executive director without having done that, even being a pastor. You know, there's there is no replacement, I don't think, for relationships with strong pastors, mm-hmm. with people who have gone the road, yeah. who can talk to you about it, and you being willing to be corrected, for sure. you know, and let them tell you, well, you know, that's not going to work, you know, that's not going to come off like that, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to give you example or even give you opportunity. Yeah, I know. I I um I went to a place one time and they asked me to help. Uh, a gentleman to do a funeral 
And so uh, I showed up at the funeral site, you know, and uh, at the funeral home, and the people were coming in and everything. And so I got with him, and I told him, I said, I'll, I'll help you any way I can. You know, I said, have you talked to the family? He said, no. I said, you haven't talked to the family? And he said, no. Should I talk to the family? I said, so what is your plan? He said, well, I've never done a funeral before. No, and I'm I like, oh, no my God. Yeah. <laughs> you know? right. so, so I told him, I said, come on, let's go over here. So we we got them to give us a little room, and we got the family together in the room, and I pretty much just led him through that. Mm -hmm. And I'm not mad at him. Right. But somebody should have told him that, yeah. you know, rather than just throwing him into it, right. you know. And so now he's had an experience, you know, that will help him the next time. Yeah. You see, and exactly. so um, even, you know, uh, meeting families at the hospital and, and going in to visit the sick and those kind of things, man, I mean, you know, I've seen people just botch it up because they're not willing to, they're not willing to let anybody right. teach them. I, I personally believe that every pastor needs a pastor. 100%. You know, I think every pastor needs a pastor. I, I knew one young, young man who... Um, I asked him who his pastor was. He said, God is my pastor. You know, and I thought, yeah, he's probably crazy. You know, it's probably <laughs> so, you know, that's too deep right there. Yeah. So, but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't think that there's a replacement for someone to help you walk through it in a way that gives dignity to the person you're trying to serve. Right. You know, and helps you to grow. For sure. And know, we, so. we, you know, we have a, I think we have a culture that we're building at our church where, man, we want to give you opportunities to learn yeah. and to grow yeah. and to fail mm -hmm. and to create. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, so much of that heartbeat is, is man, we believe in you. Like yeah. we believe in, in, in so much more and we want to be able to bring you into a place, whether you're a business person or, you're a teacher or you're just getting out of college. Mm -hmm. We have an intern this summer who that is, is work the works full time during the school year as a, as a, as a, in Madawan's school system. And she's going to run all of our serve projects mm -hmm. all, all summer long. Mm -hmm. And she's learning to gravitate to her, 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 uh, her passion points and mm -hmm. her giftedness. And we're just, man, we believe in you. Yeah. Like, we believe that you can be a part of this and do this and grow. And you're going to learn as you're doing it. It's not but, just, you're learning over here to do it, but you're going to do it. You're going to learn as you're going. But that one of the things I love when you talk about your internship programs is that I have seen so many churches where people come, they, they join the church and they want to make sure they get them saved, you know, which is great. Yeah. You know, but then it's it's uh, sit over on the side, you know, and just show up on Sunday. You know, they don't you don't, people don't want the folk to be involved in anything. They don't want to teach them anything. So so now I have this newfound relationship with Christ. What do I do with that? Mm -hmm. How do I connect that to my giftedness and my passion for the kingdom right. to do something? You know, and to give them opportunity to learn and to grow. Man, that's just feeding the kingdom, 100%. you know. And so it's like if you're not willing to help people to grow past that, it's just like, um, you know, trying to uh, some churches I know, they, you know, they have certain um, 
how do I say this? They have certain things that's reserved for the pastor to do. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you need somebody, if you need prayer, well, the pastor's busy right now. And, you know, he'll be free here in a few moments, you know, like that. Well, first of all, you need to learn how to pray for yourself. Sure. Number two, you need to learn how to pray for others. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm in the hospital, man, I don't want to have to wait till the pastor got an opening to come pray (laughs) for me. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't. He's yeah, I need some prayer. He's, Just yes. pray for me. Yeah. So when you go to visit people, take somebody with you. Yeah. Take a younger person with you. You know, help them understand the power of God that's working in them. That's so good. You know, so that we don't have to work for that special guy with the cape. You know, to show up. Yeah. You know, so right. yeah. So the help power grow of the gospel. People. I mean, the power of the gospel when Jesus sent the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is that it could be exponential. Yeah. And that. Mm-hmm. It, we're not like I'm not just the minister of the gospel. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we have a church filled with ministers of the gospel. Exactly, exactly. That, that whoever Jesus reached, now it's He wants to use you to reach your influence and to to care for people that you come around and yeah. to teach them the scriptures and to yeah. help them to obey it. And man, and it's when when he when the disciples uh he told the disciples that uh, go in the upper room and to wait and he told them you will receive power you will receive power right you know and so now you have a whole bunch of people who are attending churches that really don't understand and realize the power that is available to them that they have yeah that right. they have the yes. power yep. And they're waiting for somebody else to show up who is the who's got a, a title or name or or something who has permission, you know, to do such and such, you know. And and here you are, you've got power. And, and let me tell you something else. This is the thing. Uh, Ephesians says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. Oh, come on now, lives in you, you. know exactly. Yep. And right. so, what is it that you've that you're trying to accomplish that you need more power than help Jesus raise from the dead? Hundred percent. You know, and so it's like you've got that kind of power, and you're stuck. You've got somebody that's helping that's that's um, dishonoring the who you are and not helping you understand who you are in Christ. Yeah. Come on now. Uh, it's time to, you need, we need you to get some starch in your back. You know, yeah. we need for you to stand up, hold your head up. The kingdom is waiting for you to show up. Yeah. No, I love, I love that. Wait, do you, there was, I was with a group of pastors a few weeks ago and one of the pastors had taken one of their guys. Uh, he was invited to, to pray. I think he was invited to pray at, uh, the United States Senate. Okay. And, to. I guess they open up the, mm-hmm. the session with a prayer. And so the pastor was there with, with his friend and they're walking through the hallways of, of Congress and the, the Capitol building. And the pastor looked over at the, the friend of his, I think it was just a, a business person at their church. Mm-hmm. And so he said, do you know who the most powerful people in this building are? Mm-hmm. And the guy just kind of looked at him like, well, maybe Chuck Schumer, you yeah, know, yeah, the president, uh-huh. you know, the head of the Senate or what, you know, whatever. Nancy Pelosi at the time, and and he goes, no, it's 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 you and me. We have the power of the Holy Spirit of God, That's right. and it doesn't mean that there aren't senators right. and uh-huh. whole, you know that 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 the presidents can't have yeah. the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but man, that's acknowledging the power that every individual yeah. has. You know, with and I, God, 
And I, I think that I, I believe that God is waiting for us to understand that because, I mean, still. Yeah. Because I, I think back to Jesus and his conversations with his disciples. How many times the scriptures say that Jesus said, um, where's your faith? Mm-hmm. You know, have I not told you? You know, don't you understand? You know, in different situations, he's like, don't you get it yet? Yeah. You know, what are you waiting for? And even today in, in 2021, I think he's looking at us saying, don't you get it yet? Right. Even yet? Do you get it? Yep. You know, and so uh, I, I, I'm willing, I'm willing not to say that I'm all that, but I'm willing to step out as an ambassador for, of his, and I believe the authority is going to show up yeah. to back me up. Yeah. You know, I believe it. Yeah. You know, and if, if you don't believe it, stay home. Man, and we, we, we need everyone in the churches to get that to get to, that. To, that's right they if they have and they, they acknowledge and they live out the power of the holy spirit man the kingdom of god will yeah. explode like nobody's business i believe it and we yeah. have a guy i love this is one of my favorite probably my biggest wins as a pastor i have a lot of them because our there's so many great things that god's doing in our midst but one i got a I, an email or a text message from a, a guy the other day that said man i I always saw my workplace in the business world as kind of Satan's playground. Mm. Like, you know, church is where God, godly things are, but mm. business is just godless and, or just indifferent mm-hmm. or whatever. And he said, but now I'm realizing, and we had a, a guest pastor recently who said, like, invite God to go with you. He's with you. And That's invite right. him to be there and, and, man, and then live out right. who he is. Yeah. where you're at and in your influence. And, and man, I, I love that he, he all of a sudden is, he's, he's having a shift in seeing his workplace as a part of the kingdom yeah. of God and not separate from it's, That's it's, right. it's not two different worlds. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one world. That's exactly right. And, and you have to be bold enough as a child of his, you have to be bold enough that when people, even in your workplace are having struggles, pray with them. Yeah. You know, pray with them. And you, and you can ask, you know, can I pray with you? You yep. know, some of them, I, I think you will have more people that say, would you? Yes. You know, than, than you think would uh, be opposed to it. You know, but you have to lead that. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be the one to stand up and say, let me pray with you, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing that we have to do, and uh, you kind of alluded to this earlier, but we have to be able to interpret Scripture in a way that is practical yeah. and show people, you know, what to do. Well, wh- have you thought about doing this? You know, and then they said, wow, that's a good idea. Where'd you get that from? Got it right here. Right. Yeah. You know, it's New Testament. Exactly. You know, right here. Yep. you know, but, but you don't have to lead with that, yep. you know, because, because of, uh, uh, certain perceptions nowadays, if you lead with that, they'll, you turn them off, but you you show them how it works, mm-hmm. you know. And then when they say, "Wow, that's a great idea! How'd right. you get that?" You know, then you tell them. Yeah, you know. And the other thing, and this this is the big one, I think, is so often we um, we between um, Monday and Saturday, we're not living as if we are just as much a part of the kingdom as we do on Sunday. That we don't give, I think, often enough the the example of a lifestyle 
that's led by Christ in all situations. Yeah. You know, because if you do, uh, especially today, I think the life that you live is going to be the the best translation of scripture that people will ever see. That's so good. You know, and you've got all these, you know, the NIV and, the, the, uh, the you know, all the different translations, the KJ, uh, NKJV, all these different things. But the life you lead is the one that people will be able to look at and say, oh, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. And yeah. then you can show them where you got it from. Yeah. You know. And I think I, one of the things I, I think is helpful in that is we, we kind of talked about it at the beginning, but not even just being able to share the the, the struggle of sin or, or failings or, mm-hmm. hey, I miss this as a leader or I miss this as a yeah. man. Not just sharing what yeah. happened before Jesus, yeah, but right now. Like, yeah. I mean, I... I, I stand up again I, I have to I have to go back to this but I I often tell our church that I don't want a church filled with people that put on a mask right like I don't want yeah I don't want to just sweep the issues under yeah. the rug like let's yeah. let's deal with them and the only way we're gonna deal with them is if we're honest about it that's right yeah. and I think I think for me like one if I'm pursuing God, and allowing him to continually work in my life and change me and, and help me to grow. I need to also be able be willing to share that with others mm-hmm. to say, look, it's a, you can take off the mask. Yeah. And it's yeah. sure it's okay. It's okay not to be okay. Yeah. But God wants to help you yeah. go through it and grow you and become more and have more character and, mm-hmm. And develop you as a, as a man or a woman yeah. of God, and but it first takes that 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 courage to be like, man, this this is actually the real the real me. Yeah, and it needs to it needs some work. Yeah, I think um, that one of the things that that pastors need to allow their people to uh, to see them as human, you yes. know. And um, and one of the things I try to do, and I've learned this over time, is that, you know, if I mess up, I fess up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go to my team and I say, I blew it. Yep. You know, I, I shouldn't have did that. So even I might go to a team member and say, you know what, I probably should have said that different. You know, I, I can you forgive me? Mm-hmm. You know, like that. And I think that that, uh, allows that team member to honor you as pastor opposed to us expecting to be honored as pastor right. without ha- having the integrity, Yeah, you know, to go with it. Yep. You know, and um, I love it, the fact that my team loves me, but a part of my responsibility, a big part of my responsibility is making sure I take care of them Mm-hmm. And I set an example for yeah, them. Absolutely. You know. So yeah. tell us tell us what's going on. Like Kalamazoo okay. Gospel Mission is Kalamazoo Gospel doing Mission phenomenal is... things. You're building <laughs> an entire section. We we are. We we're building this about a, a ten point three million dollar uh, facility that's that's tied right onto the our uh, existing facility. We mm-hmm. took out all those old buildings on Burdick Street. Uh, and so that should be done somewhere around uh, October. So if 
uh, Praise for, God. for your church and, and yeah. uh, your team and anybody listening to this. Start looking. Keep your eye on the middle of October because we're gonna we're gonna celebrate. Love it. You know when it opens up and uh, it'll give us an expanded uh, opportunity to increase some of the programming that we do. As I was talking uh, before, you know about teaching people uh, the how tos. Yep. You know uh, how to change the way. Uh, that you're living and sort of you you become a productive member of society and uh, you can take care of yourself yeah. you know when you have opportunity and resources and all of that you can make the best of it uh, we in in all of this we have some uh, opportunities for uh, name what we call naming opportunities so you can sponsor uh, some of the rooms that we have to furnish them. Gotcha. You know, I mean, uh, New Life is providing a sound equipment for yeah. the chapel, you know, yeah. and we just had another church. Get a place where up. we can worship and spread the <laughs> That's word, That's what right? I'm talking about. Yeah. And and we had another church that stepped up, and they're, they're providing all of the furniture all of the equipment, the the um, the screens and all of that to the tune of thirty five thousand dollars. Love it. You know, for the chapel. That's awesome. You know, and uh, for our suites, uh, we have opportunities to furnish the suites there. We've got sixteen suites. Uh, it's ten thousand dollars per suite. We have a couple of rooms. I think our lowest level opportunity is like uh, three thousand dollars. Um, and what we're going to do is we're going to put their names on on that uh, that room or that suite to say this room was furnished by, Love you it. know, like that. And so um, we've got great support uh, coming out of community. And I'm excited about what we're going to be able to do uh, to help change the lives of some of these people yeah. in, in Kalamazoo. And I, I posted something on Facebook the other day and said that, you know, we're excited that we're going to be opening up this facility and we're going to have um, opportunities. We're going to have classes. We're going to have resources. But the one thing that you have to bring, you have to bring your own want to. Yeah. I can't bring your want to. Absolutely. You know, 100%. and so um, that's what we're hoping that, that some of the people that come uh, are going to bring. They're yes. going to bring their own want to. Yeah, we're going to pray you for know? that for sure. Yeah. And man, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up, but I want to yeah. encourage even some of our 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 people who watch this podcast or listen to to go to kazugospel.com, yeah. mm-hmm. I believe it is, and uh, or just Google Kalamazoo Gospel Mission yeah. to go to the website to check out the building and how it's coming along. I know that there's updates all the time to yeah. support that, and I also, man, I I love the ideas that you're coming up with because. It, we we talk about this all the time as an organization, as a as a nonprofit, a faith based organization. There's two things that fuel the mission: people, yeah, and money. That's right. People and money. It always it it always it's always been that way. It's never yeah, yeah. been. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, we've accomplished this great mission without people and money. Like yeah, it just, no, there is no that like that doesn't happen. And so, yeah. man, I want to encourage you if if you haven't ever like get involved. We go at least. Once a month during our second Saturday yeah. serve, we try to send people mm-hmm. down to the Kalamazoo Gospel Mission to serve people and to love people, to share the gospel. Yeah. Man, I also want to encourage you, like, check out these new opportunities to maybe fund one of these rooms. And I want to even, I because if most of the people that are from my church uh-huh. are listening, um, and I don't even care if they're from other churches, 
I even want to encourage you. I think it's great that you're willing to say, hey, we'll put your name on this. It was furnished by. Uh-huh. But I want to encourage our people to hear from me. Do it because you believe in the mission. Do it because you love Jesus and you love these yeah. people, not because you want to make your name known. Right. Yeah. And and I think I I'm not I'm not not at all trying to hijack what you're doing. No, no. But I challenge uh-huh. our people all the time that mm-hmm. when we contribute to the work of God, it needs to be because it's not about us. Right. Because we really do believe and we we believe in Jesus. We love him with everything we've got. We want yeah. his name to be yeah. made famous That's in right. the hearts of our lives and in those lives of people that we're trying to help and reach. And, and, and so, man, let's, let's do everything we can to make the name of Jesus famous in our city, That's right. in all parts of it. And so just an encouragement there, man, we, we'd love for you to partner. We are already partnered at yeah. an organization mm-hmm. with the Kalamazoo gospel mission. But if you want to personally go above and beyond and step up to maybe write a check to, to, to fund the yeah. furnishing of those things or even the ongoing mission, please, please do. We love you. We love getting to partner with you. I mean, it's just always, well, I appreciate it's that. So good. You know, uh, new life has been one of those churches, man, that you guys have, have hit the ground running with us. You know, you're always connected, you know, and you're always looking for ways to support the work that we do the ministry of the gospel mission, you know, and so um, I, I wish I wish that I could say that about all churches, and we have a few. We have a few churches, you know, that are that are plugged in, that are, you know, really trying to support what we're doing. Um, my mother always used to say that charity begins at home and spreads abroad, you know, yeah. and so I think that local churches should look to local uh, mission opportunities mm-hmm. first. Yep. And then start looking to go out, yeah. you know, like that. But I think we need to heal what's at home first. Um, yeah. Well, and we, you know, this is maybe an encouragement to, if there are any other pastors listening or leaders um, or watching, man, we're just very strategic. We, we know that we can, if we do a few things, mm-hmm. we can do it better. Yeah. And we can do it more focused and yeah. we can, resource our people resources and our money resources in yeah. a greater way. And, and so honestly, we've, we've just taken the approach that we're going to say no to right. a lot of things so that we can say yes over and over and right. over and over again to yeah. the partnerships we do have and to make sure that, that that partnership and relationship stays strong. And, yeah. and so uh, honestly, I just, I, you know, I think, I thank God for other pastors. You said, yeah. You know, pastors need a pastor, and I've had a lot of yeah. pastors that have spoken in my life over the years that have just said, "Look, you can't do it all." Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, and, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of churches they try to do it, do it all. Yeah, and so you you have a you know a little bit of impact over here and a tiny little impact over here, and man, we want to make as big of an impact as we can. As broad an impact, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. in our city, like you said, first and foremost, because this is where we're called to be. Um, but so we were very strategic that this is, this is, we have one, we have the church uh-huh. and then we have one partnership in our city and it's the Kalamazoo gospel mission. Yeah. We appreciate so, it too. i tell you, um, we need, uh, we need volunteers, yeah. you know, we really, really need volunteers. You know, when COVID first hit, there was a lot of talk about how many, thousands of people that were going to uh, be dying in the homeless community 
uh, because of COVID, and it just never happened. It didn't happen. We did not have that uh, great impact or that Praise great God. loss. Yeah. You know, of people in the um, homeless community, especially at the Gospel Mission, because we were very diligent to make sure that we followed all the protocols, that we did things smart, uh, that we isolated people who you know, who got COVID. Uh, there was a time when I had it, I was down off for all of two days, yeah. you know, and, uh, but we were smart with it and strategic. And now uh, coming out of that, we're hoping that our volunteers will start coming back because Lord knows we really, really need them. Yeah. 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 Well, we, the invitation is right there. Yeah. And I encourage you, 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 you guys know, I share this all the time with our church, with our organization, I think, and even our podcast, man, we have a heart to serve. We have a heart to be irrationally generous. We want to develop leaders and we want to That's make it. a generational impact. Yeah. And so, man, be generous with your service, with your time, with your resources. Yeah. Let's help develop these people to be yeah. great, great parts of our society, which we believe they are and they can be. Yeah, that's right. And so, man, thank you so much for your time, guys. Remember, subscribe to this if you haven't. If this is helpful or if you think someone would appreciate hearing this particular podcast with pastor brown man man share it on anything man text it to a friend whatever it is but remember nobody's perfect That's we're right. all in process That's it. so never stop learning never stop growing and keep leaning in amen